Hello, and welcome to Quite Audacious with Amanda Swiger. I'm a self-made, rebellious and bold, multi-six-figure photographer whose deep belief in doing things my own way is why I have been so successful. I'm taking my love of audacity and bringing you answers to your actual questions about all things related to building a life and business you love, all for free, because I know the power of information in the hands of audacious folks just like you who are ready to chase their dreams. Alongside answering your questions, I'll be sharing in-the-moment riffs, honest conversations about owning your own business, and give you a behind-the-curtain look at everything I've done to put my business to what it is today. If you've got a question you'd like me to answer, simply DM it to me on Instagram at the Amanda Swiger. Nothing is off the table here, friends. So pull up a seat and let's audaciously build the money-making business you love. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Quiet Audacious. I'm so excited that you are here and we're going to jump right into a couple questions that got sent to me. If you uh, ever want to send me a question that you want to see me answer on here, you can just send them to me in a DM on Instagram at the Amanda Swiger, and I'll uh, see if it's something that I feel like I can shed any light on. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, boudoir related things because this has been a huge part of my business. Um, I do six figures, multiple six figures, depending on the year uh, in boudoir this year. Um, I am set to have my largest income year from boudoir with uh, the least amount of clients, which is really exciting for me. Um, and so I really loved this question and I wanted to jump into it, which is what should I be doing if I have, if I'm a boudoir photographer and my packages include a certain amount of images, but I don't want to do IPS as in like an in-person reveal and have them choose their gallery, their images they want from their gallery. So a lot of the things that I've been seeing people um, do with this is they'll just send the gallery and say, hey, pick your favorites. And I want to tell you a little bit why I don't necessarily think this is maybe a great idea and with some other things you can do instead, especially if you feel overwhelmed by the idea of meeting with people in person or having to go back to your studio. If you're like me, where you live maybe 40 minutes, I live 40 minutes from my studio. So uh, I don't want to have to go back. So if you are sending galleries to your clients and say they're, you know, package included 30 images, and then saying, hey, you can choose your 30 from this, you know, 100 or whatever you're sending to them, or you can pay an upgrade and buy more. Here's what I want to just kind of just level set and say. People are screenshotting your photos. Maybe not every client. Some people have integrity. If you watermark them, don't watermark them, especially for a boudoir. But I see this even with maternity, newborn, family photographers. Like my mom doesn't give a rat's ass if there's a logo on a photo, if she wants it. Your clients aren't necessarily printing their pictures, so your logo isn't necessarily stopping. They just want to be able to have them on their phone. And if I have your photo, my photos on my phone and there's a logo on them, oh well. How many times have you seen on Facebook or Instagram people posting photos with a giant logo on them? They probably screenshotted them from their client, from their photographer's gallery. I understand the kind of like hybrid model of like wanting to include digitals, but not necessarily wanting to give all, be all inclusive or sit down and do IPS. So that kind of middle ground feels really comfortable for a lot of people. So here would be my suggestion to you. Uh, I think that you need to, in some capacity, if you're giving your clients the option to upgrade, to walk that upgrade process with them. This doesn't necessarily have to be in person. One of my uh, clients, I was talking to her about how she could kind of stay with this hybrid model, but not feel like she had to go back to her studio to do reveals, was to do things over Zoom. Um, I think that that is a great 
methodology. That way they can do it from whenever they want. Um, but if you're letting people pick images, they're probably going to screenshot. So here'd be the thing. One of my uh, favorite friends who's a photographer, she sends clients galleries and lets them choose. And for her, when I asked her, I'm like, like, don't you worry about people screenshotting them? She's like, I've made enough off of their session that if they're going to screenshot an extra few photos, I don't really care. That's an, that's a methodology. Would not be me. Would not be how I'd want to do it. But I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it if your bottom line is good enough for you. I think the next thing you could do would be to meet with your clients over Zoom uh, and let them pick their photos while they're on the screen with you. You could always jump to an IPS model and do a reveal and have them choose those photos in person with you. The other thing I kind of want to throw out there is that you could always raise your prices. So for example, I was talking with a photographer. She had, you know, 20 or 30 images included in her, I think it was like 10, 20 and 30 included in her three packages. And then you could upgrade to the entire gallery after the fact for like $300. And I was like, why don't you just increase your pricing by 300 and include the photos? She was like, I hadn't thought of that. And I was like, how many people are buying the whole gallery? And she was like, basically nobody. Uh, and I was like, have you ever caught your client screenshotting? She's like, oh my gosh, literally one of my clients right now just changed a profile picture to one of the photos she didn't purchase. And I was like, okay why don't you just include the gallery, whatever your upgrade is, increase it by that. That is an also an option as well. I think that you have to think about things from a place of what money do you want to walk away with from a client? And if you're including digitals and a, a, a decent amount of them, is that enough? Are, there are 20 photos that are included. Are they going to be like, that's enough for me. And I'm just going to not upgrade because I can just screenshot or I'm just, I only want those 20. I think IPS works really well when you're including a small amount of digitals, which is kind of like a nugget to get them in the door to the experience. And then once they see the photos, they're like, fuck, no, I want all of these. But just a little caveat here, friends. If you are doing IPS, make sure that you're very upfront about your process so no one is surprised about anything. Okay. Just want to put that out there. Um, but in general, like there's just a lot of different ways to do this, but I, I had had a couple different conversations in the last week and I was like, I want to put that on here. Um, and it was funny. Somebody actually sent it to me as a question. I was like, we're going to, we're going to definitely put this in quite audacious because I don't think a lot of people think about the fact that people are going to screenshot, um, especially when it's so easy with digital galleries to just and take the photos. Um, and nobody cares that there's small files or that there's a, uh, there's a thing on them. It's just, they have the photo. That's what matters. Um, okay. Another question that came in is why do you put your highest collection first on a pricing sheet? And I'm going to answer this from a boudoir lens because the person who asked it is a boudoir photographer. That's all she does. Um, and I'll just kind of give you the thought process of the industry by putting, and it's really not even the industry. It's kind of more of a sales technique technique by putting your highest collection first, everything that comes after it feels less expensive. It's called anchoring um, in sales. And you want generally your clients to be like, I don't want the most expensive because that feels like just too much. And the least expensive, you want to kind of make that unattractive from just what's included so that it drives them to whatever your middle option or options are. Um, that kind of makes them feel like that, like that Goldilocks, you know, that just right feeling. Um, for me, it depends on a little bit of what you do. Right now, I only have one package for boudoir. That has worked really well for me. But when I have had multiple packages, um, I always tried to have something that felt maybe more than what they wanted to spend, but included maybe more like an album, um, 
or a product credit or more things. Same thing, you can also apply this to weddings. If you have kind of a, a very expensive all-inclusive package and then, you know, maybe a very small package, you want to have the ones that are in the middle as the things that most people are going to want to purchase. Um, just make sure that you have, it makes sense for the jump in price in between your packages. So let's just say, for example, if you have a $2,000 package and then a $3,000 package and then a $9,000 package, what are you putting in that $9,000 package that makes sense? Or maybe kind of the other way on the, on the spectrum, maybe you have a $2,000 package, a $3,000 package, and then a $3,500 package. And the $3,500 package also includes a, like a barn. Like <laughs> you want the difference of what's included to the price jump to make sense for your clients. And so that, you know, them landing in your top package might sound like a goal. But one of the things I work with a lot of one-on-one -on -one clients is, is that they're losing money on their highest package because there's so much in it that costs them so much money that they would be making way more money on their middle package. So just make sure that you are, you know, not including a ton of stuff. Like I see a lot of people in their top package include things like massages, facials, um, expensive products. And then there's not enough of a price jump that, you know, they're now not even getting paid for those extra things. Just something to keep in mind. Um, and then finally, the other question I wanted to answer today is how many options do you feel like you should have on a price list when it comes to album sizes? Uh, I love this question because when I first started, this was something I was like, I don't, should I just have every option available so that people feel like they're very informed? Should I have no option? Like album, just, you know, with nothing else. I personally have landed where I think that you should talk about three things max, max. Um, that doesn't mean I don't have more options when I'm working with somebody, especially like my wedding clients. I'm not necessarily like showing them, you know, here's all 47 things you can choose from when it comes to, you know, covers or upgrades or those sorts of things. But I'll say, you know, this is what an eight by eight or a 10 by 10 album starting price costs. And then if somebody comes to me and it's like, I actually really want to, you know, uh, not a square album. I want more of a rectangle album, I have other options. And so I can kind of be like, Hey, you know, if you're not really liking the square, I, you know, we can, I can show you these other options as well. So I always have kind of in my back pocket, some stuff that like I can offer to people, but I'm not showcasing that on a price sheet. Um, for weddings, I show my pocketbooks from floor color, eight by eight albums and 10 by 10 albums. Uh, more recently I've started showing 12 by 12 as well, but, um, that is because I had a faux pas with an album. This happens, y'all. That's why we have to make sure that you've got good profit margins because things happen. I accidentally ordered an album with the same spread in there three times and had to reorder it at my own cost. Sucked. But we all make mistakes, right? Even me, who's been in this industry for 13 years, we all fucking make mistakes. It's just part of life. Um, so I now have a 12 by 12 sample. So I've been kind of selling some more of those, uh, and then haven't really been showing my eight by eight album as much. Uh, I just ordered a 11 by 14 sample as well. So I have a feeling I will be showing that one as more often as well. Um, things to keep in mind as well. Uh, wait, let me rewind. Got ahead of myself for boudoir. Um, I show my six by six book, which is from uh, White House Custom Color. It's their lay flat book. And then I have an eight by eight and a 10 by 10 album. So those are kind of my boudoir options. Weddings is the six by six pocketbooks and then eight by eight and 10 by 10. And a little bit now, 12 by 12. The thing you want to really keep in mind though, a confused mind takes no action. So if you have too many options and people are like, 
I don't know the difference between this package and this package or this album and this album. They're just not going to buy anything. I don't know if you've ever gone to a store and you're like, I want a new purse. And then you just walk in and there's like 70,000 different things or a new pair of shoes. You have to go in knowing that you want a specific thing. Otherwise you're like, ah, overwhelmed. I also found that for me, I like the high end feel of not being nickel and dimed over like uh, certain amounts of upgrades. So all of my albums minus my books, so my pocketbooks, my six by six, six boudoir album or boudoir book, um, they all include a certain amount of upgrades, even if a client doesn't want them. So what I mean by that, I order my higher end albums from Floor Color. Uh, I love them. I think that they have some really fun and unique options. So I include all of the different uh, fabric cover options uh, included, even the upgraded ones. I don't use their premium luxury. I just use their normal line and their, I think it's called luxury line. It's kind of like they have three different kind of categories. Uh, and then I also do offer their full leather. Um, they automatically include engraving or gilding. They can choose between the two of those. Most of my clients choose engraving, depends. And they also include a box. I also order the boudoir collection, even for my weddings with them, because I just kind of like that it comes as a set. And then I don't tell them that they're getting that acrylic print. I just gift them one that I know that they love. Uh, and it just sort of, to me, adds a high-end feel. And so for me, I priced my albums based on the fact of, you know, not necessarily the starting price of whatever the album is. I'm just going to make up a number here. Say the starting price for that package was $200. I'm not pricing it based on that 200. I'm pricing it more on the 300 with all the upgrades. I like that. I liked not feeling like in some albums I make a little bit more because somebody's like, no, I really want something more simple. Some albums I make a little less because somebody wants a little bit more, but I feel like it's just, it's less, oh, well, you want this thing. Okay. That's going to cost you this, this thing. You want this. I wanted to feel like a, you want this option. It includes this amount of images and it's blank price. And then the only upgrade they're really worrying about is adding additional images. Uh, I did recently start, I used to include the acrylic cover. I actually felt like that gave my clients too many options. So I actually took out the acrylic cover um, as an option. And now that that is an add-on for the box. I just think that for the display, having that on the image on the box, somebody really wanted on the album, they can have whatever they want. But that is now, so they have the option of adding an acrylic cover and how many images they want to have in their album. Those are the two upgrades. The other thing that I found that worked really well for me is making a sharp distinction between my books and my albums. So uh, I wish I had a like I had my samples here in front of me, but uh, there is a pretty significant difference between my little black book for boudoir and my flora color album. Um, the quality is different. The paper thickness is, you know, obviously thicker in the albums. The cover options are much more extensive. There's a huge customization difference. So when I hand the client the six by six little black book and I hand them my eight by eight album with the box, people are like, holy crap, this is so much different. I want that one. Uh, how much is the cost? And then I've made the cost upgrade make sense for me and for them. Um, and I think that people can kind of very easily be like, oh, this is a, this is this and it costs blank. This is this and it costs blank. And there's a clear difference and delineation between the two. So the upgrade makes sense. You want to kind of keep that in mind as well when you're coming up with options is don't have a ton of options where like the difference between them is not obvious. It's another easy one is like the size difference. You know, this album is six by six and it costs blank. The next size up costs more, but it's bigger, you know, even bigger. I think people can kind of easily make those jumps. But when you have like 
six by six and then six by eight and then eight by eight and then 10 by 10 and then 11 by 14 and then 12 by it's too many numbers for people to keep track in their brain and like what do i want i don't know i'm not going to buy anything um other thing i want to say is be sure you have samples of what you sell i know a lot of educators teach that only have samples of what you want to sell I personally found that it was a lot easier to sell my higher end stuff when I could compare it to my lower end stuff. The sharp contrast between the two made those sales relatively easy for me. Um, and I don't talk badly about my lower end products. I know that's another pretty common thing in this industry. If somebody wants that little black book, I often hear from people for boudoir specifically, I want something small, I want it to be able to be hideable, I want it to feel kind of discreet. They like the idea of a small album. Then I have other boudoir clients that are like, I want a 12 by 12 giant photo of my ass on the cover of an album. I'm like, I love that. Each client has its own reasonings. And for me, my margins are great. And my pricing up front is one that makes me happy. So I'm thrilled whatever they purchase, because I already know that I, my, their minimum investment, I only have one collection. I'm all inclusive. So I know that I'm going to get my bottom line met by every single client. And if they order anything else, it's gravy on top. And because of that, the way I sell things just feels a lot more easy and fluid for me, which honestly makes the sales for my clients a lot easier as well. So I hope today's episode has been really helpful for you. As always, if you have any questions on anything I answered today or you want me to jump in and do a follow-up to any of these, let me know. And until then, stay audacious, friends, and I'll see you back here next time.